were discussing was if someone's barrel of honey broke and it's dripping and someone someone's allowed to throw out his wine and save the other person's honey and if he says that I want to get paid for my loss then he gets paid for the loss if not he gets paid as a worker and with that we're going to start Koftet Zayin Amud Aleph six lines in where it says Im Amar Lo if he told him, I'm going to save your honey, and uh, but I just want you to pay me for my loss of wine, then he has to pay him for his loss of wine. And the Gemara asks, Amai, why does he have to pay him for the wine? Let him say, I was tricking you. I wasn't really being honest. I was going to pay you for your wine. I was just trying to save my honey. Didn't we learn in If someone is running away from jail and he was trying to cross a river, and there was a little, there was a boat in front of him, and the person running away screamed out, a tall dinar take a golden dinar, which is worth much more than what you get paid for. I just uh, here take your gold dinar, cross me the river. The person running away only has to pay whatever this uh, the person on the boat is worth. You could see that the person can claim that I was just tricking you so you could save me. So same thing over here with the wine and the honey. Let the owner of the honey say, I was just tricking you so you could help me out over here. The Gemara says no. Our Mishnah is like the Sefa of that Brayta. The end of that Brayta. If he if he told him take this gold coin as your this is your worth and and help me cross the river, you have to pay him full price. So why in the Resha you could say I was just tricking you in the Sefa you have to pay him full price. So Amara me Barhama. In the Sefer, we're talking about We're talking about a fisherman. And he told him, listen, by the time I was crossing the crossing the river, I could have been fishing. I lost all those fish in the meantime, and therefore you have to pay me. Meaning when the person who's saving things is losing out, like the honey situation or the fish situation, then you have to pay him full price. You can't say, I was tricking you. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, the case was a river washed away two donkeys, Reuven's uh, uh, and Shimon. Reuven's is worth 100, Shimon's is worth 200. If Reuven saved Shimon's donkey unsolicited, you only pay him for his work. If he told them on condition that you pay me for my donkey, and then he has to pay him for his donkey. And the Gemara explains, Utsricha. The Mishnah needed to tell us both cases in regards to the honey and the wine and the donkey. Because if you would have only told me about the wine and the honey, I would have said, Hatam, that's, I would have said the halakha is only like that over there. Because when he explained that he's going to get full payment, it's because because he's losing out on his wine with his hands, meaning he's actually throwing out his own wine just to save the other person's honey. But in this case, where the two donkeys are going down the river, meaning it, it, the loss is happening on its own. The two donkeys are going down the river. Maybe, even if he did the, the whole condition, maybe still he would only get paid for his work and not for his donkey. 
And that's why you need the, both cases. Now, and if you would only tell me the case about the donkey, I would have said, I would have said over here, when there's no when there's no deal, no condition, I would have said he only gets paid for his uh, for his job, because he's losing his donkey on its own. Meaning it wasn't him throwing his donkey into the river. In the first case, where he's physically throwing out his wine, maybe even if they didn't explain, even if there was no condition, you have to pay him for the entire wine. That's why the Mishnah would give us both cases. The first case, that even if he's throwing out his own hands, you still have to specify the condition. The second case, even if he didn't throw it out, he's losing it on its own, Still, if he specified his condition, then he gets paid for his donkey. That's the question from Rav. If Reuven went to go save Shimon's donkey, and Reuven's donkey happened to come out of the river on its own, what would be the halakha? Do we say that, okay, you got lucky and therefore no one has to pay you for anything. Or do we say, hey, at the end of the day, he was mafkir, his donkey, and now when he, he got his donkey again, uh, it's like Reuven got, a, got a, a donkey from Hefker. It was ownerless. And therefore, Shimon has to pay him for his donkey also. Amar leh, Rav said, you still have to pay him. Shimon has to pay Reuven for his donkey because... I guess the Shemaim felt bad for, for Reuven. They did him a favor. He did a mitzvah, so they gave him a reward for it. They got his donkey on his own out of the river. And the Gemara tells us a story. Rav Safra was going with a caravan. And a lion was accompanying them to protect them. Every night, someone would send uh, their donkey to the lion, and the lion would eat it. When Rav Safra's turn came, Rav Safra threw his donkey, but the lion didn't eat it. So Rav Safra went ahead and uh, pulled it, he acquired it. It was his care, now he took it. And Amad Ravaha Medifti Ravina. Ravaha asked Ravina, Lama Lele Mizkebe, why did Rav Safra have to go and grab it? Meaning, I understand he made it ownerless. That's in regards to the lion. Meaning, only the lion could eat it. But when it comes to the rest of the world, he didn't, uh, he didn't make it ownerless. So Amar Le, Rabbina explained, Rav Safra, Rav Hadim Iltahu Da'avad. Rav Safra only did it to strengthen his acquisition. So this way, no one could come and yell and scream afterwards. And no one could put their hands on that donkey first. So Rav Safra did it in this way. He just, just to hold the situation quieted down. Now, the Hidush over here is even though Rav Safra got his donkey back, he didn't give the next night because... It's as if he gave, meaning from the Shemaim, they saved the same idea with the, the person whose donkey came out on its own. So now, Rav asked the question from Rabbi. In the situation where Oven said he was going to save Shimon's donkey and get paid for his donkey, let's say he went down to save that donkey and he couldn't save it. Mao, does Shimon have to pay Oven for his donkey or not? So Ahmad I told him that's a great question. And the answer is, he only gets paid for his work. So now, 
He asked him back a question. If someone hired a person to go bring cabbage and plums, a sick person. And, we, and the messenger went over there and found the person either died or he got healthy and there's no need for his shalichut anymore. You have to pay the, the messenger full price. Same thing over here. The, the person went to go save the donkey. Okay, he did the work. And then you have to pay him full price. When you compare in cases, over there, the person did the job. He brought the cabbage and the, and the plums to the person. Okay, the person died. The person got healthy. There was no need. But he did his job. Over here, over here, the messenger didn't do his job. And therefore, you only pay him for the, the job part and you don't pay him for the donkey part. Next. There was a caravan, a group going through the desert, and a bunch of thieves came to attack it, trying to steal money from it, and now you have to pay them off. We we have to pay them off based on who has more money. So the richer person gives them more money, the the person with less money gives less money, but we don't go by the amount of people there, meaning we don't uh, pay a head tax, each person has to give uh, the exact amount. Now, but if they hired a guy to go in front of them, at that point, at that point, we, we hire him, each person has to give him the same amount. Why? Because it could reach uh, meaning if they get lost in the desert, that, that could be dangerous. Therefore, when you're hiring, you're hiring this person to save your life, and each one's life is just as important, so everyone has to pay the same amount. But whenever the custom of those who travel with donkeys, whatever their custom is, you have to follow. So if they go by the money, they go by by whoever's there, you have to pay, you have to go by the, the, the custom of uh, the situation you're in. Rashaina Hamarin that note, she called me Shehobad Hamoro Yamid Lo Hamoraher. The caravan, the people with the donkeys, are allowed to can make a condition between them that if anyone loses a donkey, that everyone else has to help pay him for another donkey. Bechusia en Mamadin. But if if he lost the donkey through his own negligence, he, they don't have to get him one. Shelo bechusia. But if it wasn't negligent, Mamadin, then they have to help him buy a new donkey. But if, they, but if he says, you know, just give me the money instead and I'll watch the, the, the money, not the donkey, we don't listen. The idea is if everyone has a donkey, then everyone's going to watch uh, the donkeys. Everyone's going to be alert and on guard the same amount. If this guy's watching money and everyone else is going to be watching donkeys, he's not going to watch as well. The grandma says, Peshita, of course he, he can't just claim I want money instead. The Gemara explains, Let's say he has another donkey. I would say, listen, at the end day, he has a donkey, so he will watch well, he will guard everyone's just as well as anybody else. There's a difference between watching one and watching two. When a person has to watch two, he's more careful than when he has to watch over one. Here's another bright if there was a boat in the ocean and a storm was trying to shipwreck it, 
And because of that, the people in the boat have to make the boat lighter so they can control it. We go by weight and we don't go by the worth. Meaning, if a person throws a thousand pounds of gold or a thousand pounds of wood, it doesn't make a difference. A thousand pounds is a thousand pounds. We go by weight. We don't say, oh, well, this is worth more than that. It doesn't make a difference. Whatever, whatever this one throws, that one has to throw. But at the end of the day, don't change from the custom of the sailors. We got to go by their custom. And the sailors are allowed to make a condition between them that if anyone lost a boat, that they'll help him get a new boat. And again, if he lost it because he was negligent, then they don't get him another boat. If he wasn't negligent, then they get him a new boat. If the boat went to an area that's dangerous and boats don't go there usually, and it drowned, we don't get him a new boat. The says, obviously, he was negligent. So the Gemara explains, what are we talking about? We're talking about a situation where in the days of Nisan, spring, there's a lot there's a lot of water. So you have to stay about a rope length away from the bank of the river. And in Tishri, in the fall, when there's less water in the river, you have to stay away from the bank of the river two rope lengths. You have to stay towards the middle. And in Nisan, he took the boat to an area where he would usually go during Tishri. Now, the thing is, there's more water in Nisan, and and because of that, the boat drowned. I would have said, listen, the guy went in the place he usually goes to, and therefore he should he should get another boat. Kamash Malan, that he's considered negligent, and he does not get another boat. If there was a caravan going through the desert, and a group of thieves uh, jumped on it and started stealing, one of them got up and saved everyone's life. When he saved, he saved everything towards the middle, meaning everyone gets whatever he lost. But if he said, hey, I'm saving this for myself, and they were quiet, he saved it for himself. So look at my ask, what are we talking about? If we're talking about a situation where he can't save, then even in the second case where he said, I'm going to save it for myself, still, it should go in the middle, meaning it's just like a regular Hashemata Veda. And if it's a situation where the owner cannot save it, meaning it's too dangerous, then even in the first case where he didn't explain himself and he got it back, he should be able to keep everything because they gave up on it. So Amara Mebar Hama, we're talking about Hachabeshutafina skin, we're talking about partners. So everyone in the caravan is partners in whatever merchandise they're bringing. And the question is Shutaf Holek Shilodat Havero. Can one partner split without his friend knowing about it? Meaning even if the other partner is not happy. Therefore, Amar, if he said I'm saving it for myself, Paligi could take it any way he wants. But if he didn't say it, he's not allowed to, to split it any way he wants. And the idea is very simple. is usually when there's partners, one partner will put himself out there on the line to save it for the rest of the partners.
unless he was specific, unless it was a situation where it's impossible to save and he did some sort of heroic thing in order to save it, but he told them, I'm only saving it for myself, that's a different story. And again, he was specific. Rabbi Amar, he explains the Brayta a little bit different. He says, Here we're talking about employees. And like what Rav said, Rav said that an employee could go back on his employment even in the middle of the day. And as long as he didn't go back on his employment, he didn't renege on his employment, he's still considered under the owner's uh, employment. And therefore, whatever he saves, he saves for the for his employer, unless he unless he saves it for himself. When he claims he says he saved it for himself, at that point he reneged from his employment, and now he okay he saved it for himself. It's like as if it's if care. And Rabbi explains when he goes back, the fact that he could go back is because the pasuk says Bnei Israel are my slaves. Hashem says they're my slaves, meaning they're my slaves and they're not slaves to slaves. They're not slaves to other people, and therefore that gives permission for an employee to renege on his employment in the middle of the, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the employment. And therefore, when he said I'm saving it to myself, it's as if he's saying I renege on my employment and I'm keeping it to myself. That was the Rabbah's explanation. And Rav Amar, he gives a third explanation. We're talking about, like we said from the beginning, where the regular person can save the the, the merchandise. We're talking about a situation, if he worked a little bit harder, they could save it. Therefore, if he was specifically saving for himself, then it belongs to him. But if he wasn't specific that it belongs to him, then he's splitting with everyone else. It's as if he saved it for everyone else. Next Mishnah. Someone stole the field from his friend, and robbers, thieves came and they took it from the thief. So someone stole it from the thief. If it's a problem in the entire country where thieves are coming in and stealing people's land, the thief could, uh, could tell the original owner, well, here's your field in front of you, meaning... If I wouldn't have stole it, someone else would have stole it. So uh, here it is. But if the only reason thieves came is because they know the, this thief and they were going to steal from him because it was only him, then this thief has to get the original owner another land. He can't say, oh, these people would have stole from you also. No, they wouldn't. They're only stealing from, from you, the thief, not from me, the owner. And the Gemara starts, Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Masikin Whoever has a text of Masikin with a Samach in the, in the Mishnah is not wrong. And whoever has it with a Sadi also is not wrong. Meaning, Whoever has the text with a Sadi in the Mishnah is not wrong. You see, Masor, Matsok, it's, it's a language of, of, of pain, suffering, and same thing. The thieves, they, they cause uh, pain and suffering. Whoever, uh, as the Samach in the word, also is not wrong. The, the grasshoppers will inherit it. Locusts will inherit it. That the grasshoppers will inherit it. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, If the only reason thieves came because they know this other thief and they're going to steal Dafka from him, 
then he would have to pay the original owner for that land that they stole. So Hechidami, what are we talking about? If we're talking about where the thieves stole his land, and they didn't save any other they didn't steal any other land in the area. Well you could figure that out from the beginning of the of the Mishnah because it says Imakat Medina, it says if it's a problem in the entire country. Meaning, it sounds like if it's not a problem in the country, it's only in this field, then, okay, then you have to pay him. So, meaning, why do you have to tell me the second part of the Mishnah? So, the Gemara explains, The Sefa is talking about a situation where the thief pointed out this land for them to take. Meaning, he heard from somewhere that that these thieves were coming to steal and lands were going, and he just happened to point them out to this land, he still has to pay. Lishna harina. Another way to explain this. Hachabim asking, what are we talking about in the second part of the Mishnah? Kegon of de kochavim. We're talking about a situation where the thieves came. The thieves were goyim. They came to him. Show us your land. And he showed them this land with his lands. So at that point, he would have to pay. And the Gemara says a story. A person showed a bunch of thieves that were goyim. He showed them a pile of wheat that belonged to Resh Kaluta. And when the case came in front of Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman forced him to pay. Meaning they were trying to steal from you. You pointed out the Resh Kaluta's pile. You have to pay Resh Kaluta. So Rav Yosef was behind Rav Huna Barchiyah, and Rav Huna Barchiyah was in front of Rav Nachman. So Amar de Rav Huna Barchiyah de Rav Nachman, Dina Okenasa. What's the halach? Is this halacha over here, or is this you just finding him for doing that? Amar le Matnitini. I'm telling him Mishnah de Tanan. He told him, look at our Mishnah. It says, if they came and they stole this property because of this thief, and then he has to pay for for another for another field. And we're talking about a situation where he pointed it out. So he also, he pointed out this pile of wheat. He has to pay for it. But once Rav Nachman left, So Rav Yosef What's the difference? Meaning, whether it's the halacha or whether it's a fine, why are you asking this to Rav Nachman? So I'm going to explain. The difference would be, if it's a halacha, I, I want to teach this, meaning this is a halacha in regards to indirect damages. Now, if it's ikinasa, if it's a if it's a fine, then I, I can't compare this to other cases. A fine's a fine. So the Gemara says, How do we know that we don't learn from fines? We can't compare cases when it comes to fines. The Tanya, originally they said, that if a person who makes someone's tame, if someone makes someone else's wine, he shook it for Avodazara. So originally they said the person would have to pay. And then they added, even if a person mixes someone's teruma fruits with not teruma fruits, he has to pay. Even meaning, even if it's a damage that you can't tell. And then Digma explains. 
It sounds like that uh, go back and uh, revisit the case, but originally that wasn't part of the whole uh, obligation. Maitama, why did they originally say that if someone mixes fruits to Rumah together, why they say use patur? Why didn't they compare it to the metameh de menasech? Lav mishum de knasau, isn't it because it's a fine? We don't learn fines from each other. Mikma says, no, that wasn't the, the reason. The real reason was, originally they held that when there was a big loss, like taking a bottle of wine, making it yayin nesech, or you're making someone's things tameh, okay, out there, hasheshu, that we have, we have to worry that uh, it's a lot of money, and therefore we have to punish the guy. But when it's only mixing fruits of kwanim, okay, so, you know, you say, I can't eat these fruits, and just, you know, give it to the kwanim, maybe sell it for a lesser price, whatever the case may be. So we hachamim didn't want to find the person who mixes fruits. Even when it's a minimal loss, Hachamim is still worried and they they find the person who mixes the fruits. So it had nothing to do with learning fines from one another. It had to do more originally. They didn't think they needed to fine and now they realize they did need to fine. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.